here's what you need to know. Switzerland shocking France in penalty kicks to advance from the round of 16 at Euro 2020. Earlier in the same round, Spain scoring two goals in extra time to cast aside Croatia 5-3. According to ESPN, Ben Simmons will bypass the Olympics with the Australian team. Simmons instead will concentrate on individual skill work like shooting free throws. The Hawks making guard Trey Young questionable because of a bone bruise in his right foot for tomorrow's Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. Meanwhile, Clippers center Avica Zubats is questionable for tonight's Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals, dealing with an MCL sprain in his right knee as L.A. tries to stave off elimination, while Broncos acclaimed wide receiver Demarius Thomas retires after a storied career, and Francis Tiafo knocks out Stefano Tsitsipas at Wimbledon. I'm Brian Fenley. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan hey what's up everybody eric france and aj salveson intern cody here on a monday are you okay did you have a good weekend no are you okay are you okay well i i had to spend my morning writing nasty grams that would be used for like different Political delegations, so that's not always fun. Um, okay, what for, else is going for on? different laws and rules are being proposed? So okay, that, that, you know that's a great way to start your Monday. That's off. a little rough. Yeah. What else happened? Because it's still four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> that really stick with you till four till four o'clock. Well, it would it, it totally disrupts the rest of your flow of your day when you have to spend like your entire morning in political speak and legalese. That's not fun. It messes up the rest of your day. Is that is that really the true reason though? You're a little bit snappy at four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm asking because I'm, I'm not asking as your co-host. I'm asking as your friend. Like, are you okay? Because you're a little bit, you know. <laughs> I just want to check on you. Well, the other part that's fun is when I'm <laughs> having like a <laughs> conversation with somebody, and uh, AJ just pops in and. What? I just I wanted to just check on you, say hello, and then you're like, oh great, here's AJ. <laughs> What? Okay, and that was at two o'clock, but I didn't let it ruin my day. I hung in there. I was yes, tough. you did. Kudos to you. Even though you were patting your belly nonstop, like, oh, I'm full. <laughs> Little baby bear's full. <laughs> like, I don't know what is happening here. <laughs> then we get into some weird debate in the middle of the hall, and I'm like, I need to go back to work. I need to. I'm losing to brain cells debate. standing here. I've got stuff to do. <laughs> hey, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Yeah? What'd you yeah. do? Uh, hung out in Bear Lake. Oh, okay. How come you never come up to our park? Dude, I... Were you there on Saturday? Yeah. For part of it. Yeah. Oh, cool. I should come say hi sometime. <laughs> Dude, I've told you I'd hook you up for free and you won't even come over. Oh, Cody... Was- this is the example of a bad chemistry relationship. You got I don't want to step in the middle of this. Like you guys have toxic friendship going on right here. It's love hate. Let's put it that way. Mm. 
That's what it is. It was a little windy earlier in the day, but uh, as the day went on, it got really nice. Okay, I lied. I wasn't there on Saturday, but I just wanted to see if you actually came up. Spent some time on the water. Yeah, it was good. It's nice. Well, it was rainy that day. Why didn't you come Saturday? out? No, Saturday was great. Um, Mrs. Franson, if you're listening. And, and anytime there's a weekend where I get a break from Ajay, it's great. I would love you, to have You didn't have call you. or text it all over the weekend. It was great. Oh, oh you know what? <laughs> you know, some cool radio host people like to talk to each other. Like, hey, man, how's your weekend? Oh, man, look what fun thing I'm doing. You're like, hey, if it's Ajay, don't talk back to him. <laughs> I don't care what it is. <laughs> don't have good cell service where I'm at. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where I was hanging okay. out. Okay. Okay. Well, do you know what? I know you don't give a crap, but my weekend was good, too. My weekend was yeah? good. I, uh, Some I wa- softball? No, no, no softball. Actually, uh, I watched a couple movies. I uh, I saw A Few Good Men. Um, Great show. Which was phenomenal. Great show. Now, the problem was is that I was on TV, and there were so many commercial breaks that the show went three hours long till midnight. <laughs> That's funny. Last night, uh, Captain Marvel was on TV, mm-hmm. and we started watching a little bit. My wife's like, don't we have this on Disney Plus? I'm like, yes. So we turned off the TV, went over to Disney Plus, and fast forwarded to the point where we were in the and show. And watched it from there. So we could watch it from there. So then on uh, Saturday, I went to the movies and watched Crew Cruella with oh. Emma Stone. Phenomenal. Is that good? Absolutely phenomenal. So, so, so good. I was really surprised. I thought it was going to be, you know, blah and bland. Dude, it was dark with a hint of humor. The music was phenomenal. The, the acting was incredible. That is a huge, and that, in fact, it's coming to Disney Plus in August 27th. Well, it's available now, but you have to do the premium. Yeah, yeah order it. Yeah. But uh, I went. I watched it at the movie theater. I went to the theater and for the first time in like a year and a half. How many people were in there with you? Uh, Probably 20. Probably 20. Uh, And they were spaced out pretty good. I mean, they're not, not, not for COVID issues, just they were spaced out. Uh, it was so good to be back in the movie theater. Uh, we've already uh, purchased our tickets for uh, Black Widow, which comes out on, what, July 9th? That's exciting. I'm excited for What's that What's that? One. What? It's, that's the next Marvel movie that's coming out. See, I'm not a Marvel guy. In fact, uh, I just started watching Loki okay. on Disney+. Plus. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I'm kind of starting. I'm, I'm, I got an episode two, so it's okay. The acting's good. The chemistry's there, you know? That's the thing, Eric, is is Owen Wilson and the Loki dude can walk into the same room and they got chemistry. You and I have been doing a radio show together for mm, three and a half years and it's still a little choppy sometimes. The chemistry. Because we don't text each other, you know, or you don't come over or you don't let me come over or you don't come into my park. You know, we can work on that, man. During this. I've come over to your house. Okay, that's because you were forced to. That was because you were forced. Yeah, and your lovely wife was sitting there talking to me. Was it her or Reggie? You're on another chair. You're like, don't talk to him. You told me not. We're watching basketball. Yeah, I did say that. I'm like, oh, come <laughs> I on. I did say that. Show a little respect. <laughs> I did. Dude, <laughs> show respect to our guest. <laughs> okay, so um, anyways, uh, speaking of chemistry, speaking of not liking each other, speaking of friendship issues, uh, Dennis Lindsay. Looks like he's going to be taking a more of an advisory role, leaving the whole GM thing. Justin Zanuck, looks like he's taking over that role. But the question becomes, well, because there was a rumor at some point that Danny Ainge, after leaving Boston, had some serious interest here. Do you think that ramps up even more? 
Well, Tony Jones is reporting uh, over the weekend that that certainly seems to be uh, a potential target. But what's interesting, reading up on Danny Ainge and some of the things over the last month with some things, uh, his decisions that he's made and his announcements that he has made, he, look, he, this is a guy who's had two heart attacks, one as recently as 2019, um, said that uh, basketball just wasn't much fun since the whole bubble thing. Uh, he's been struggling uh, to have excitement and interest in the game um, and decided to step away and said he wanted to retire, wanted to be able to spend more time with his family and put his house up for sale. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's just recently within the last week, like $4.5 million 8,000 square feet home. It's of like course, really the market nice. says four and a half million. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there'll be a bidding war and it'll get like double that. Who knows? <laughs> but um, look, this is a guy that a lot of people are instantly thinking, Utah, that's where he played college ball. He had sons who did things here. His daughter went to school at BYU. Um, Danny Ainge, all this experience. It makes sense. Let's bring him back to Utah. And I think a lot of people are quickly jumping to that conclusion but I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion because um, Justin Zanuck's still going to have a big say in if he wants Danny Ainge on his staff. Now, Ryan Smith might throw his weight around and say, you oh, guys yeah. got to make it work. Oh, yeah. Definitely possible. But we can debate the merits of having Danny Ainge on or not. But he has said he he made it pretty clear over the last few weeks that he's lost some of his fire and he'd like to be more in an advisory role but doesn't know that he has the the fire in his belly to do the day-to-day stuff. Didn't Dennis Lindsay just move into an advisory role? I mean, how many advisors does Justin Zanuck need? The other problem I have with it, and I think we talked about this before, Eric, is I feel like there is a concern when the owner is a fanboy. When, he's, when his fandom turns too much into, oh, let me help make the decisions, let me oversee this. Let me have an opinion on that. I mean, I get to a degree. Um, and I know, but the thing I loved about Gail is that she was completely hands off. That was like, look, it's your team, it's your organization. In that regard, the basketball team on the court stuff, that is handled by you. If there's anything you need on my end, I'm more than happy to be here for you. Yeah, but contrast that with Larry, who was very much a fanboy. Yeah. He had oh, high yeah. expectations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Were hard to meet, and he ruffled feathers. Oh, sure did. But he got, under his leadership, the team Amazing got to the NBA results. Finals. But I, I did, do you feel like Larry would do – and I know, Ryan, it's it's way too young to tell, but I, th- I feel like Larry did it differently because he would do it in regards of – he had knowledge, right? He had serious knowledge of what was going on in the locker room, on the team, financially – and I think Ryan Smith, too, I don't think Ryan Smith has that feel for it. I really don't. Well, the other thing, too, that we forget is Larry was an owner for a long time before the Jazz got to that yeah, level. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great so point. So he had spent a lot of time working deals, looking at drafts, signing players, going after free agents. Uh, so Larry Miller had that years of experience before the Jazz got to that level. Ryan Smith is coming in with – a team that had high expectations. So we've seen in other cases where an owner, because of their fandom, maybe inserts himself a little too much and they start making moves maybe a little too frequently and take some of the decision-making and influence out of the experts yes. at what they do. Yes, And that's where you have some franchises just continually spin their wheels and not really make much progress. 
That's a fine line to walk. And as a young, successful business guy who was blessed with a lot of money quickly and a lot of influence quickly, we just don't know yet about Ryan Smith and how he's going to handle this. And so it, I have big question marks on how this is going to work. Um, I don't know if, look, there's a lot of criticism for Danny Ainge. Uh, but let's keep in mind, this is a guy that did a lot of great things in Boston. And that may be some experience that, look, Zanuck's not that old either. No, he's But this young. could be some some experience that the Utah Jazz organization needs right now. Uh, two, four, in fact, sorry, we got to open up our text line, don't we, man? Uh, four, three, five, three, three, nine, zero, three, two, one. The text into our Gill Mortgage text line, four, three, five, three, three, nine, zero, three, two, one. The text in again to our Gill Mortgage text line. By the way, Gill Mortgage doing a charity golf tournament tomorrow. Uh, first one they've ever done. Proceeds go to Logan and Cash County Police Department, Logan and Cash County Fire Department, uh, and uh, the Cash uh, Search Rescue Team. And... Uh, you can do it by uh, $500 to sponsor a whole $100 for a raffle entry. Uh, if you have any questions, contact AJ at A Otley, A O T T L E Y, at uh, gilmortgage.net, I believe. Uh, 2417 text in. Mark Cuban does just fine. Larry Miller was great. So AJ has not got enough of the facts to worry about Ryan. Okay. That, that, and you're right. Ryan is brand new at this. That is, you're absolutely right. Two four one seven. Ryan is new at this, and he's and he's young at this. And so, yeah, you're, we don't have enough yet. But there, I also believe that there is a too many head chefs in the kitchen kind of thing. Yeah. You have Ryan Smith, uh, Dennis Lindsay, who's in in an advisory role, Dwayne Wade. Yeah. I think there's there's opinions that are going to be all all of sorts. The question is, is can they agree in what direction they want to take the Utah Jazz? I would imagine, and I don't have clear uh, knowledge of this or for sure um, knowledge of this, but I would imagine that there's going to be adjustments in the front office. There will be some major adjustments in the front office. Uh, and with that, as Dennis Lindsay said in his media locker out, clean out day, he said, you know, there's going to be some new direction in that regard. Um, Dennis Lindsay released a statement uh, about this move, and he says, and I quote, In recent years, I've had conversations with the Miller family, then Ryan Smith, when he came on board about moving into an advisory role. This is an appropriate time to make the transition with the organization on such solid footing. I am proud of the progress we have made in raising our level of competitiveness in the Western Conference. We have built sustaining infrastructure around the team from enhanced performance analytics and upgraded training facilities to the local presence of the Salt Lake City Summer League and Salt Lake City Stars. I greatly value the many individuals that I have worked with and the players who have been a part of the Jazz during my tenure. I look forward to making contributions to the Jazz in a different way while enjoying more time with my wife Becky and our four children. End quote. I'm going to go to the other side of it for a second. I'm not sure... That it all has to do with, oh, well, I've been looking into this for quite some time and uh, when wanted an opportunity to do this. And um, I I wonder if there was some rough edges with Quinn Snyder and the organization. Just, to, you know, the way Quinn Snyder ran the team and the way Dennis Lindsay was building the team. If there wasn't some 
you know, rough side to it. If there was some things going on behind the scenes that uh, we didn't know about that contributed to this. But it, it, it does make me concerned that a team who finishes number one in the NBA, number one in the league, and the GM says, well, I'm going to take an advisory role. And, and, and people use the word demotion in this. They say, well, Dennis Lindsay's taken a demotion. Like, as an advisory role, I don't know how much of a demotion that. I mean, I'd love to go from a GM to an advisory role at the Utah Jazz. I mean, that wouldn't be a horrible thing. But I, I do wonder, because he did such a great job of building the Jazz from a point where they were absolutely, I mean, just bottom barrel to where they are now. And and for him to leave at this point is, it's incredibly curious to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, he said that he is personally invested in the long-term success. So I don't know if he still gets some kind of compensation. Yeah. That yeah. bonus structure that's yeah. tied to them succeeding. Certainly that would provide an incentive for him to continue to provide good advice. But look, uh, the thing is, how much of this is genuine and how much of it is smokescreen to you, though? Because there was a report that him and Quinn weren't getting along, and now he takes an advisory role, and it's like, oh, well, I mean, and you know Ryan Smith has preferences. He has, you know, suggestions and thoughts of where he wants to see this team go. So how much of it is, is, is this a smokescreen? Right, but I think there's also some criticism that Lindsey is making moves, getting guys in the draft to try to help this team, and then the coach isn't using them. Yeah. He's not developing them. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with you on this. Uh, but at the same time, while well, well, Dennis Lindsay has hit some home runs and making deals to get uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell in the draft, he's also made some big misses, like taking Trey Lyles over Devin Booker. But Okay. And, and, that's uh, a fair now point. his name's escaping me. There was another really good uh, player that came out of this draft, but the Jazz took... Uh, Udoku uh, Azubuki instead. So he's made a few misses. But look, that's you can use that criticism with almost every every, every GM yeah. in the NBA. They have some hits. They have some misses. You just try to hit more than you So do you, you look miss. at free agency as kind of a measurement stick then? Well, Utah has always been a tough place for free agency. And so what do you do in in manufacturing your roster in other ways, either through the draft or in trades? And made a pretty big deal about making some trades to to get Mike Connolly here. I thought he made a great trade to get Jordan Clarkson here and dump uh, the useless Dante Exum. Yeah. Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, look, you've got four or five, six guys on your roster that never see time, only in garbage time. And, and it's been like this for two years now. And Mie Oni is the only guy to emerge from that to get token minutes in rotation it should be it should be a little bit more but look the last year and a half has been hard on a lot of people yeah and it's been it's interesting how it affects people in different ways and so i don't know if this is just a a function of everything that's gone on the last year and a half two years with with covid and different protocols and it's just been really hard on dennis to figure this out and to live through this or if really there is a schism that's been widening between him and uh, and Quinn Snyder. Okay, so here's the timeline of Dennis Lindsay and his moves with the Utah Jazz. Big thanks to Cody for putting this together. Uh, in fact, just yesterday, 
eight years ago. Holy crap, Eric. Eight years ago, yesterday, uh, they traded uh, Dieng Shabazz Muhammad to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Trey Burke. That ended up being a mistake. Uh, that same day, they traded Eric Green and Cash to the Denver Nuggets for Rudy Gobert. That was an okay. That worked out great. Yeah, that was an okay decision, huh? Uh, and then in fourteen, he fired Tyrone Corbin as the head coach. Hired Quinn Snyder about three months later, and then that same year, they selected Dante Exum, first round fifth pick, Rodney Hood, first round twenty third pick, and Jarnell Stokes, second round thirty fifth pick. All three players in. One year, and none of those three players are on the basketball team and haven't been part of the team for quite some time. And then three years later, he traded Tyler Lund, uh, Leiden and Trey Lyles to the Denver Nuggets for Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, well, and he's done a few other things. I mean, made that big trade. He got uh, Joe Johnson and Cash. Which was uh, huge, by the way. And that really helped him. Um, he traded uh, Rodney Hood to the Cavaliers. Um, the... Jay, they were able to get uh, Dude, some good players through that. I they forgot. got Jay Crowder. Um, you know, they made some deals to get some good players here to help them out. That's always been kind of the the way they've had to do things to get quality players because free agents very rarely choose Utah, and so to get experienced quality players, they've had to make deals. And Dennis Lindsay's done, done a fair job on that. I mean, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is arguably the highest profile free agent to ever sign with the Utah Jazz. That's saying something. Wait, who is? Boyan. Oh, yeah. But let's contrast that with Danny Ainge. Yeah. Okay, so here's a guy who was with the, the Celtics from 2003 to 2021. So one of the longest tenured <clears throat> current executives in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, was named the executive of the year in 2008, uh, was able to get the, the original big three, made some big deals to get Ray Allen and um, now his name KG. Is, yeah, Kevin Carnett, thank you, to, to the uh, Boston Celtics. They go to the NBA Finals. They win the NBA championship in 2008. They appeared in the finals again in 2010. Uh, he was named the executive of the year, like I said, in 2008. Um, recently... The Boston Celtics have been in the conference finals three of the last four seasons. In a weak Eastern Conference. There's still good teams in the Eastern Conference, though, at the uh, top level. That's tough. But the other thing that kind of stands out to me, he signed three all-star free agents in a four-year period. So he's able to trade for all-stars, not just Kevin Durant, or Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen, but he's able to make a trade to get Kyrie Irving. Now, we can debate about the efficacy of that, but a lot of that we didn't see coming at the time. Uh, but he also was able to sign free agents, all-star free agents. Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, okay. Kemba Walker. I, so I, I'm sorry, but it's not like it's it's what have you done when you were there? What did Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, and Al Horford do? Al Horford went Okay, to- but you're looking at it the lens of looking back. Think about it at the time. Which wasn't, it still wasn't good to me. $128 million for Gordon Hayward was so, oh, I just overzealous and out of my mind. He was a he was an all-star in a very competitive Western Conference. Yes, but he wasn't $128 million. No, worth. it was little, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kemba Walker was a, I, I, I at the time, thought, at the time, at the time was not a good decision. 
people are like, look, this is a guy who's a playmaker, a distributor, but he doesn't have the emotional baggage like Kyrie does. Everybody's like, this is a great deal, and we're even saving money doing it. So was Kyrie a good signing at the time? At the time, yes. Oh, man, that's crazy because he had all that baggage you just talked about. No one knew about it at the time that when they made that deal. Everyone had a pretty good idea of a deal when he was leaving LeBron. He was supposed to be the leader, and he had a hard time dealing with that, and he had poor leadership skills. When he was in Cleveland, he had LeBron. So wait, at the time, you think it's a great— So we're going to just totally skip how bad it was while they were in Boston and realize how much money he spent on those players, and then to see them go. Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Kemba Walker— uh, Al Horford, Al Horford was gone in Philadelphia. Now he's back with Boston. Tells you all you need to know about that. All four of those guys were no longer with the Boston Celtics. Like, so you wasted all that money on these guys, and none of them are still on your team. And that's in the span of three years. Al Horford, Kemba, yeah, Kyrie, and Gordon. Three years, four years, I guess, with with Gordon. Well- well, how much of that is on Danny Age and how much of that is on Brad Stevens? You got to do your homework if you're the GM. If you're gonna if you're gonna fork out the presidential flashcards like that, you better know what you're doing and what you're getting yourself into. Make the phone calls, do the homework, do the research. Look, he got a lot of criticism for taking Jason Tatum third overall in the pick. He actually traded down and got that pick, and it's worked out great. He had Jalen Brown. He found Marcus Smart. They've they've had some real home runs in the draft. But here's where it's also a criticism of Danny Ainge because okay. he had the ability to stockpile draft picks. Yeah. Like it's widely considered that they fleeced the the Nets in the Kyrie Irving deal to get all these stockpile of picks. Mm-hmm. But here's a problem. Six first-round picks in the last two drafts. Oh. How much of that oh. has yielded quality results oh. for the Boston Celtics? Six? Is that what you said? Six. And they used, oh my goodness, I didn't know that. So they haven't been able to get very good picks or use that in trades or leverage to improve deals to get other known quantities. So Danny Ainge has made some great deals and has made some smart moves at the time. And I don't think it has to be all at his feet, the blame. But he also has missed on a, quite a few uh, things. And I think that his effectiveness as a GM has been trailing and has been diminishing, especially the last few seasons. A 0431 text into our Gilmore's text line. Eric, he agrees with you. You can't fault an executive for player performance after you sign them. But can't you yeah, get rid of it? What, like how the coach is going to deal with him in the locker room and hold them to accountability. That, that's, that the GM's job is to get them there. It's the coach's job to make them great while they're there. I, I can't argue with that. No, I can't argue with that. That's a good point. We got to take a break. We only have a one-hour show. We, we're kind of taking our summer break, if you like to call it. Uh, one-hour show from here until August 2nd. And then August 2nd, we round right back up fall camp, uh, Olympic basketball, high school football will be a week away from getting going. Buckle up for that. So a lot coming up. But one-hour shows for now, 4 to 5 p.m. here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... Colin Cowherd. Tom Brady is hosting OTAs without the coaches. He wanted to do that in New England. They wouldn't let him. Belichick would never allow this. Tom's not flexing. It's a reminder by Tom Brady that um, all you had to do was occasionally, two, three times a year, say, hey, Tom, good job. This is The Herd. And the story out today. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Did you know you could do most of the rock, block, and paver projects around your home yourself? It's true, and Castellite and Logan can help. 
Their friendly, knowledgeable staff will help you on those projects and more. Why go anywhere else? You can find everything you need for rock, block, and paper projects under one roof at very competitive prices. Right here at Castellite in Logan. For brick, block, rock, paper, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at Castellite.com. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. Career decisions after graduation are tough. If you're looking to help yourself or someone you know, then look into the Air National Guard. We have full-time benefits, part-time service, money for college, on-the-job training, resume-boosting skills, unparalleled experiences, over 200 awesome career paths, and bases all over the nation with the freedom to choose where you serve. The Air National Guard is the smart choice for your career and your life. Take the first step to success at GoANG.com or call 1-800-TOGO-ANG. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Streaming on 106.9thefan.com and the 106.9thefan mobile app. Watch this. Watch this. Okay? That fan just hops right in there and clocks her. (laughs) She's watching the camera, not the bikers. Okay, so she she takes off. She runs away. They're looking for her. They can't find her. The police are trying to find her. The police are trying to find her. They can't find her. They're trying to arrest her. Oh, my word. She has like a warrant out, dude. It's like a chain reaction of bikers go down. Man, is that nuts? She took out one, and that biker hits hard. Oh, and then he gets crushed. Well, they ride so close together. That's the that's the risk of the tour. That is nuts, dude. Okay, is it the Tour de France or is it Tour de France? I call it Tour de France because do you say I want some France? I'm going to France, Paris, France. Nobody says that. Yeah, they say France. Nobody says France. So why do we say Tour de France? Someone, okay, that the same person who says Tour de France also tries to, you know, speak Spanish when they have no, with an accent. They try to speak Spanish with an accent. You you don't do that. What does that sound like? Well, I mean, it's like, hola, come on, Stabian, you, you do, you know? And it's like, what the fetch, people? Yeah, I would agree. Did you just what? set me up what for that? F- you fetch. Are you serious, dude? All right, so uh, pick six. It's a way to recap the weekend. Yes. A lot of things happen over the weekend. Please tell me I won. Then our pick six has nothing to do with Scottie Pippen, thank goodness, because he's stirred up enough. <laughs> that was bad. Good that night. guy's in deep duty. Wow. Yeah. That, wow. Bad. I don't know what that guy is drinking. <laughs> um, all right, so the six things we thought might happen. Please tell me. And so you started off first, right? Yes. Okay, so College World Series, Vanderbilt and NC State. Uh, rocker on the mound for Vanderbilt. Uh, nine and a half strikeouts. Yeah. You took the over, I took the under. He actually had 11. So that's one for you. I hate Vanderbilt. Uh, Suns, Clippers, game four. DeAndre Ayton rebounds. Line was set at nine and a half. We both took the under. 
He actually had 22. Yeah, I was going to say. That sucks, that man. Dude's been I didn't a see it coming. Uh, Major League Baseball, the Yankees and the Red Sox on Friday. You set the line at Yankees by three and a half. I think we won. I took the under, you took the over. It was cool. actually the Red Sox oh. who won five to three. So we're tied, one apiece. Uh, staying with Major League Baseball, the Cubs, they played the Dodgers on uh, Saturday. Cubs runs scored. Set the line at two and a half. Actually scored two. I took the under. Uh, you also took the under. You messed that up. Yeah, I've missed that one. <laughs> so right now it's 2-2. Islanders and Lightning, game seven. Uh, the over-under was set at five and a half. Lightning beat the Islanders one to nothing. You took the under. I took the over. And then, not that it matters now, although it could be because it was a choose one or the other. Wait, who won? Italy versus Austria. On Euro 2020, Saturday afternoon, Italy 2, Austria 1. You picked Italy. I picked Austria. Congratulations, AJ. You win 4-2. to two. Yeah. Okay, I feel like you're like, you set me up like to win. You threw it. No, I didn't. You threw it. I tried to... Because Follow my you've gut. got something in the back of your storage closet, like a leftover Super Mario pair of underwear that you want to give me. Oh, that'd be cool. No. I want them washed. <laughs> so congratulations, AJ. You win pick six. I want to know what I this... will have your gift for you tomorrow. I want to know what this gift... I mean, I'm... <laughs> Gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to like it. You're going to like it. I hope so. I need to get you guys. Yeah. I need to get you something, AJ. Yes, you do. You owe me. For I don't know what, but you owe me. <laughs> Dude, okay. Hey, by the way, um, a couple of things from that pick six. Red Sox, awesome. I mean, just played great baseball throughout the weekend. Got to give them a lot of credit. Pulling off, uh, I think, a sweep versus the New York-hated Yankees. And, and by the way, Euro soccer is getting really good. Switzerland, had France. Some great games today. Yeah, Switzerland, France. Really excited uh, games penalties. over the weekend. Switzerland beats France. In fact, I just bought FIFA on Saturday, so I've got some uh, time to spend doing Spain that. Spain scored on themselves, but overcame that and still beat Croatia. That that's when going you know, away. That's when you you know you're a bad soccer team, when a team will give you a goal and you still lose. It was kind of like the. It wasn't as bad as the Haiti incident uh, last <laughs> week. Where the goalie what? just casually like doesn't take care of the balls, it's kicked back to him, um, but and he ends up poking it in himself on accident. What this one was uh, like? No one around. Goal is like the shot is like way out. It's just someone's just taking a stab at it, you know. And the the goalie's like fifteen yards away from the goal, and he's just going to tap it with his foot to get control of it, and just totally misplays it. And just goes right under his foot and right into the goal. Pretty early on in the game. But hey, Spain spe- still beat Croatia. Speaking of things that go wrong in, in sports, uh, the NC State situation in baseball, uh, uh, supposedly, according to a mom of one of the players, they had tested negative twice. And they still made him sit out that game against Vanderbilt. And then later on that day on Friday, they decided, you know what, your season's over. He, uh you know, due to health and safety protocol, we don't know exactly what happened, but the NCAA has 
decided to not let them finish out uh, the season. That would have. Well, Nancy DeBelle called it a no contest at like 2 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's to, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and to avoid the whole, I mean, I think they did it to avoid chastisement from the rest of the world because they would have got it. They would have absolutely got it. So the game Saturday didn't happen. Didn't happen. Vanderbilt. So here's the other problem. Vanderbilt is escorted into the championship game, which is tonight at 5 o'clock. Meanwhile, Texas and Mississippi State, because of a rain delay, play like at midnight Eastern time, or no, Central time, and play until like 2 a.m. just to see who plays Monday. I mean, it was a There's been a lot of problems with this College World Series. Train wreck, man. Yeah. It's just too bad because when games have happened, they've been exciting. They've been great. Yeah, could have easily been one of the better College World Series and then, the, of course, the NCAA got involved. Kind of sounds like name, image, and likeness. <laughs> Which, by the way, I guess they're making some announcements today. Oh. We'll be able to digest that more tomorrow. Okay. They're trying to make, get something out there before a lot of these state laws go into effect on July 1st. So, NCAA is kind of scrambling, and it's never pretty when the NCAA scrambles. No. It's, yeah, Not that they've had several years to try to figure this out. <laughs> hey, we got to take a break. Uh, do you want to come back? And we'll yeah. do our Friday 5 Best. Not, uh, Friday 5 Best. Monday 5 Best. Non-sports sports. Eric, I've got one that will blow your right pinky off. All right. The best non-sports sports. I ended up making my list and then changed it on Saturday night because I saw something that blew my right pinky off. Wow. And we'll get yours. And you can still provide your nominations, 435-339-0321 on our Guild Mortgage text line. We'll reveal our five best non-sports sports coming up next on the Full Court Press. Les Olson Company realizes that having cutting-edge and dependable computer hardware enables the front line of your business to get the job done. They also help you play defense with the most sophisticated IT security products available. Create an all-star work environment with the latest IT products and best support and cash value. Les Olson Company's managed IT is there for you all the way. Visit lessolson.com to learn more. They say diamonds are a girl's best friend, particularly when she's thinking of marriage. When it comes to this important decision, visit S.E. Needham Jewelers in historic downtown Logan. We have been the part of thousands of happy engagements. You'll enjoy our vast selection of beautiful and unique engagement rings. You'll also enjoy our relaxed and elegant environment. You'll not be hurried and you'll feel no pressure as you have fun looking for the perfect ring. Where Utah gets engaged, S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full court press, Eric Frantinage Salveson. 1069 the fan. Dude, I love Metallica. Television screen. I love Metallica. This is not Metallica. You know. Yeah, it. All right, so the monkeys. Friday, we had a lot of fun no, talking about the- referees. <laughs> Uh, I hope you have a chance to go back and listen to that that uh, episode. Oh yeah, with Mike Furman and Al uh, Marriott Marriotti. No, yeah. I'm serious. It's Marriotti. Yes, Marriotti. Um, really interesting about 
what it Dude. takes to become a high school ref. They need more referees. I want them back. I have Men questions. and women. Yeah. Um, and uh, get a little extra pay. Stay close to the sport. There's lots of training. I Really interesting. I, I thought it was fascinating. I want them back so badly. Maybe getting back just before football season. I, I've got questions for him, though. You know, just about some things and uh, about, you know, that river, that Ridgeline Bear River game. You know, one of them, I think it was Mr. Furman who actually was part of that game. Uh, just and how they had to handle that. And the They've done multiple trainings since that since game that. about making sure Around people need to be in the right place at the Around right time. Around the state, man. Yeah. Okay, so football is definitely a sport. We can agree that is a sport. Yeah. But there are some activities that get classified as sports. We see them on television. You, you may even make it a, uh, an argument about some of the things that we see in the Olympics that will be coming up this summer, whether that should be classified as a sport. I guess if it's in the Olympics, does that by definition give it the credibility it needs to be considered a sport? But we've been debating what are the best non-sports sports. And Eric, I have taken into to, to thought our texters what they've told me about things that they've explained. And it's made me actually rethink my list. Uh, by the way, we did have a text on Friday, 5860, best non-sports sports. I love the list. Video game tournaments, drone racing, mm. rock, paper, scissors, spelling bees, thumb wrestling. He has honorable mention as biological males competing in biological female sports. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Eric, I am ready to hear your pathetic five list of non-sports sports. Five best. Number five. All right, number five on my list of best non-sports sports. Well, uh, maybe, can I give a definition? Oh, boy, of here we helped go. Me. Here we go. I, I needed some here framework. I needed a framework <laughs> to help me define, like, what I would... Look at and consider. So here was my framework. Okay. Number one, had to be a human activity involving physical skill and exertion. Okay. 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 So, yeah, that's number one. <laughs> You're trying to explain number it. two, it needs to have a set of rules. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. And then number three, there needs to be competition. You need to be able to achieve a result. Now, competition versus a human or just competition, period? There needs to be competition in the sport, whether you're competing against time, competing against other people, competing against a score, a clock. There needs to be competition. Oh, boy. All right. So th for me, this was my framework. I don't. You may have had a different set of rules, but this is what helped guide me. Okay? Five best non-sports sports. <laughs> All right, number five, CrossFit Games. Okay. Hey, good one. Good one. Physical exertion, competition. I don't know what the other... Set of rules. Set of rules. Okay. I can do that. I'd be okay with that one. Okay. It's a non-sport sport. Non-sport sport. I like that one. CrossFit Games. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Number five for me, arm wrestling. Ooh. Physical exertion, competition, 
and whatever else you labeled as. Set of rules. Set of rules. There are rules. You can't use two hands. Okay, you can't lift your elbow off the table. I, that's Over the top, one yep. of the great sports movies of all time. You, you can't go with the Krusty Bob. Okay, that's illegal in this game. Tell me you've seen that movie. What? Over the top. I've never heard of that. Sylvester Stallone? Never heard of it. I <laughs> you have not, to find it for this weekend. I am not a Sylvester Stallone guy. He's a truck driver, and while he's just on the road, he's always working on his uh, arm. What's one arm? Like, why that one arm wasn't, like, grossly bigger than his other arm? I don't know why, but. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, was it called Over the Top? Over the Top. All right, and he's competing for a new big semi-truck if he wins. It's just such a Sylvester Stallone movie. And the whole thing is, like, hey, he's about to lose, and then he, like, moves his fingers so he goes over the top of the other guy's hand and dramatically gets the strength necessary. <laughs> Over, okay, to, like, totally off topic, but why do people hate Nicolas Cage more than Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> I love Nicolas Cage. I love what, his stuff. What movies have you seen of Nicolas Cage? Maybe you've not seen enough of Nicolas Cage I've to understand plenty. why people I've seen almost have... all of them. I watched Con Air the other day. Really good. National Treasure 1 and 2, Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, I watched a bunch of them. So you've seen the headline ones. You haven't seen the obscure ones, why he gets bagged on so much. Face off? That was really good. Now right, we're getting off topic. I just want to know what why they hate for Nicolas Cage. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? Wife carrying. I mean, I feel like, never mind. It's it's big in Scandinavia. I know that. Yeah, one. back me up on this, intern no, Cody. Don't. When I was in Finland, there's a huge event. It's wife carrying, and the winner uh, gets their weight and their wife's weight in beer. That's their that's their championship. That's their reward. Okay, and it's really big in the okay. upper Midwest. Yep. So hold on, they marry. All right, they marry. Let's just say she likes the hot meals in in Scandinavia, and then they do so, so they can carry. Them across whatever, and then drink their weight in beer. Are yeah, like the, the, the dude like slings his wife over his shoulder. Yeah, like a fireman carry. Yeah, the incentive. and she's like bobbing on the on his back because he's running don't, around. Eric, Eric, don't. She's don't, doubled don't, over. Don't. I don't need <laughs> bouncing around as he's carrying her across the finish line. If she's larger, then you get more beer at the end if you win. Higher degree of difficulty. Yeah. Hey, who it? Never mind. <laughs> Dick could get us in so much trouble right now. All right, what's number four on your list? Video games. EA Sports. There is competition. Physical exertion. What's the physical exertion? You're moving you get tired your hands. Thumbs? No, Eric, you're moving your hands at a very high speed rate, trying to win a game. Call of Duty. EA Sports Call of Duty tournament. Amazing, by the way. The EA Sports 2K tournament, amazing. You're sweating. It's it's competition. There's uh, a okay, result. I would call that a non-sport. Sport. Activity. Non-sport, sport. Playing video games is not a sport. Yes, it is. There's no physical exertion. EA Sports. It is a physical activity. You're moving your hand. If arm wrestling is a physical activity, so is playing video games. If NASCAR is a physical activity, so is playing EA Sports. You can be 300 pounds 
in your mom's basement with your chest covered with Cheetle and... <laughs> Do you know somebody? <laughs> all you're doing is moving your thumbs. Hey, he's if- an all-star. Don't get mad at him, all right? Like, <laughs> brother, you know what Cheetle is? Yeah, it in France it means Cheetos. I just learned this maybe just a few months ago. What do you know what it is? Cheetle is the dust left over from Cheetos. Okay, I just said that, dude. That's gross. <laughs> that's so. And and no, that's not entirely true. Okay, there are kids who are in like incredibly fit shape that that play these games, and you have to be because the better shape you're in, the better you can think, the better your mind's clear. Actually, I will agree with that. Yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, number three, number three on my list of best non-sports sports: rock climbing. Good one. Good one. Uh, they can be competitive. They'll t- they'll pick a line, and sometimes it's about speed, um, technical skill and ability, your ability to to traverse certain rock faces is different. Those are freak athletes, some of them. So yeah, rock climbing number three on my best non sports sports because that, that's more of an activity than a sport. They do create competition out of it for some people. Number three on my list, Foursquare. Foursquare? You bet you. That's a children's activity. Wow. It's a kid's game. That's a children's activity? I went pretty hard in Foursquare. Yeah, dude. Okay, so the USU Athletics Department up there in their, what they call the dungeon, they have a Foursquare. And they have really, like, hot, contested competitions. And, and the basketball SID, Kyle Cottom, is right now the champion. He's one of the best at Foursquare. He and there's a lot of physical exertion. Okay, you're bouncing a ball to a specific area. You're trying to knock out somebody, not physically, but trying to knock out somebody from the squares. Foursquare is a definite sport. There's competition, roles, and goals. Number three on my list: Foursquare. Don't hate it until you've tried it, and you haven't tried it. I can tell. I have played Foursquare as, as an adult. It can get pretty, uh, yeah, pretty nasty. Okay sometimes. then. Oh, thank you. Yeah, glad you agree with me. All right, number two on my list of best non-sports sports: cornhole. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll give you it. But it's a growing sport. When it's time for family get-togethers or fun in the backyard, <laughs> who who can play best with getting the corn in the hole? Got to toss your bag. Number two on my list. <laughs> uh, number two on my list. Um. Right, you need to have the right touch. Number two on my list is cornhole. What? <laughs> nice. I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I just thought there is competition. Everything you listed as a requirement to put on this list, Cornhole made that requirement. That's why I was laughing. There's a little strategy involved, too, like where it lands on. You scoot them off. Yeah, you got to scoot them off. You got to throw it. You got to be able to hit that one off and be able to get yours in. And it's competitive. Oh, they get into it. All right, you're number one. Well, let's take a timeout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And when we come back, we will reveal 
our number one non-sports sports here on the Full Court Press. Doctors Blatter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to announce Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. The staff at Ascent Aesthetics consider themselves educators first, helping you to feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. Stop and meet the amazing staff and learn why you can trust Ascent Aesthetics with Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. They look forward to meeting you. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Why buy from Daryl's? Lowest price guarantee. With our new digital price tags, which are updated daily, we check the internet to make sure we're the lowest price available. Test us. We dare you. Nobody's prices are lower. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. This is Larry from Larry's Pharmacies. Often, commercial drugs don't meet individual needs. You may be allergic to fillers or dyes, need a unique strength, or something that is unavailable. Compounding medicine is how pharmacy began. I have compounded meds for over 30 years. My labs are state-of-the-art and conform to the highest standards. My highly trained staff will compound it accurately and price it fairly. If regular treatments don't work well, Call me to see if there is a better, more economical alternative we can compound for you. Stay well. This is Ryan at My Mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At My Mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posture Pedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at My Mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Come on, tell can me you want to do that competition. Can I, can I, can I get jalapenos with that? No! <laughs> No, no jalapenos. Do not give her anything that will make her gassy. <laughs> Watching oh. videos of wife carrying. and <laughs> Ajay's mind has been oh. open to a whole new world. I, I'm going to throw up, dude. <laughs> I'm going to freaking throw up. All right, we're going to get to our number one in our five best non-sports sports. Uh, I'm running out of time here. So for me, the number one non-sport sport is chess. No, no, no. You said that wasn't a sport. It is a sport. No, you said it wasn't a sport, Eric. It's a human activity. Oh, my gosh. You rolled back so quickly on this. Skill and exertion. No, fetch it's more, that. It's mostly mental. Fetch that, dude. It's uh, There are a set of rules, and there is great. Stop watching that. Dude, it is crazy farts, competition. That's going straight to the mouth. So... Chess is number one. Dude, a non-sport. I am so disappointed because you backpedaled now. Because you were just adamant that chess wasn't it. You made fun of it. You made fun of it. Queen Gambit. I love that show. No, well, obviously you hate it. It's oh, great. Wait, show. You love it now. Okay, my number one. Frisbee golf. Frisbee golf. If golf is a sport, frisbee golf is of more of a sport. Without question. Is this what persuaded you over the weekend? It is. Why? 
Like what? What changed in your mind? And now all of a sudden, launch frisbee golf up to your number one. There's physical exertion. There is mental fatigue. Mental exertion. There is thought. There is a goal. There is competition. What golf is on the greens, frisbee golf is on the grass. See, that's an activity, not a sport. I love how you're trying to lean that against a wire. Can I help you? God. No, don't, don't, dude. If you count chess as a sport, by it's a non-sport sport. And fr- frisbee golf is a non-sport sport. You go to Central Park, and there's tables all over where people are gathering together to, to compete against each other. Great. In Russia. Central Park in New York. No, there's not. The biggest cities in America, they I, have chess are, tables all over the place. You are so full of it. Some of the biggest competitions in the world are chess tournaments. Hey, if which uh, would be worse? Get farted on the back of the head or farted in the face? Uh, we'll debate that tomorrow, maybe. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There's an expression in basketball that shooters shoot. In the first two games of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Bucks' Chris Middleton didn't live up to his regular season form, hitting only 12 of 36 shots, scoring a combined 30 points in the first two games against Atlanta. But he 